Good evening and happy December. Thanks for joining us on the Chippewa Sports Network. Ready to talk some Central Michigan football with Jim McElwain and a couple of the student athletes, Tico Brown and Willie Reed on the Chippewa defense will join us as well. It was a wild one last Friday, Black Friday in Ypsilanti and the Chippewas were down late by a couple of touchdowns, 20-6. to six. They scored 25 points in the fourth quarter, outscoring Eastern Michigan 25-6 to in the second half. They forced five turnovers and three straight turnovers on the last three Eastern Michigan possessions to get out of Ypsilanti with a 31-23 win. So Central Michigan, after picking up their first win in the factory since 2014, now 3-1 and on the season. Eastern Michigan falling to 0-4 and, and setting up a big matchup this Saturday as Central Michigan battles Ball State, each team 3-1. and one. And we remember that game last year and Muncie. I know Coach McElwain remembers it. Down by 17 in the second half, the Chippewas roared back, took the lead with just about a minute left, and held on to win a crazy one over Mike News squad 45-44. So know that's going to be a great game on Saturday at Kelly Short Stadium. Game time moved up. It's now at 2 o'clock instead of 5.30. Our pregame will begin at 1. We're going to talk about Eastern Michigan, though, and that win for the Chippewas down in Ypsilanti on uh, Black Friday with head coach Jim McElwain. On the other side, this is the Chippewas Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by Fabiano Brothers, proud distributors of Bud and Bud Light. Well, thanks so much for spending your Thursday evening with us on the Coach Mac Show. Adam Jackson with Jim McElwain. Coach, how the heck are you? But doing great, and uh, you know it's it's uh, getting that time of year. You kind of head in from the office late at night, and there's some Christmas lights up, and uh, you know it's it's uh, starting to feel like that time of year. It certainly is. We didn't have a show last week because we, of course, were celebrating Thanksgiving. Did you have a a, a good day there? I know the team tried to stay socially distant, and you guys had a game the next day. But how did your Thanksgiving go? No, it was fantastic. You know, something we did miss is, uh, you know, normally we were able to uh, have all the players and, and uh, the coaches and families and kids. Uh, you know, a year ago they did an unbelievable feat for us uh, down there at Mountaintown, and, and uh, you know, Jim and his crew uh, put, a, put a great to-go meal for our guys. Uh, you know, we, we finished practice in, in – uh, you know, said grace, and then uh, the guys uh, picked up their their meals and, and went home, and uh, then we got together that next day, got on the bus, and went into uh, Ypsilanti and uh, uh, played a ball game. But, uh, no, it was great, and I told the team, you know, they, there's a, so much to be thankful for, and uh, sometimes we get beat up with all the bad news, but uh, it was a chance to sit back and, and – be thankful for all the things that, that we've been given and, and blessed with. One of those things that we're blessed and happy to have is Central Michigan football here in 2020. And as you mentioned, a game last Friday against Eastern Michigan and down late in that game, your your guys kept battling. You lose your starting quarterback. You turn it over a few times, but your team, Coach Matt, comes out with a 31-23 victory. Tell us what you were feeling after that game, and how proud of you of the team for, for pulling that one out? You know, it, it, it's one of those uh, one of those things like uh, we talked about afterwards. You know, I, I obviously going down there and, and not playing uh, well, you, you know, you can't turn the ball over. We, you know, we've talked about that, and 
had something on the road that, that uh, you know, before, you know, a year ago, we didn't do a great job at taking care of the football. And yet, uh, the great thing to me was the, the resolve in our team. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, felt like the whole time, you know, our guys believed and, uh, you know, we'd figure out a way to get it done. And obviously we did there at the end. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, defensively, you know, getting those turnovers like they did and, and uh, it was something that was fantastic. And then, you know, the fact our offense uh, was able to, you know, run the ball like we did and and really play efficiently uh, more than anything in that second half. I thought that was really good. We've continued to talk about the growth of this team and the maturation specifically on the road. It was something that you pointed out when you came in that this team needed to get better on the road. And you, you don't start fast, but this is now two instances where you get behind. We look back at the Ball State game last year, find a way to win. You get behind here against Eastern Michigan, find a way to win. I know certainly you want to start faster and put together a more complete performance, but you got to think to yourself, wow, the maturation of this team and the mindset, as you said, believing that they can win, they've come a long way. They really have. And, and uh, you know, like I've said from the get-go, this is a fun group to be around, and, and especially these guys. These are the guys that, that uh, you know, really want to play football. Uh, guys that, that suck it out, uh, that uh, – you know, believe in what we're doing and, and really have taken it, uh, you know, taken it upon themselves uh, to really go out and, and play the game that they love. And, and it, it's fun to see. And, uh, you know, I was embarrassed uh, playing that team that we played and not playing as well as we obviously are capable of playing. And yet, uh, at the end of the day, no matter what it is, uh, when you go out and compete, the idea is to win and uh, our guys figured out a way to win. Chippewa sure did. 31-23 to at Eastern Michigan last Friday, their first win in the factory since 2014, and it breaks a streak of five straight games in that series that had been won by the home team. Talking with head coach Jim McElwain as the Chippewas now 3-1, and one, uh, getting ready for Ball State. Coach, what's the what was the message to your guys uh, at the half or, or even going into the fourth quarter? Was it simply just, hey, let's sure. keep sticking to it and uh, pushing through? Or, or what did you tell them when they're behind pretty much that entire game? You know, it's interesting. You know, you think you'd come up with some fiery speech or whatever. <laughs> uh, it was uh, as far from that as, as you can imagine. You know, it was really an opportunity to, to kind of look at everybody in the eye and, and, you know, had them look each other in the eye and say, you know, is, is this really what we're going to do? <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it uh, had more to do with it, talking to our team that ultimately just whatever play it is, just try to go win that play. Play as hard as you can during that play. When that plays over, let's come back and try to do the same thing on the next play. And, uh, you know, it was disappointing, you know, with some of our turnovers. Obviously, you know, getting stopped on the half-yard line and you can't, you know, quarterback sneak it in for a touchdown. And then their team coming back with an explosive play and really what turned into, you know, the difference in the game was 
the hustle to stop that tight end on that play and then hold them to a field goal. That turned out to really be, the, to me, the difference and the defining moment where we just never said no. You know, I mean, it's just we never gave up. And, uh, you know, credit the defense there. Uh, obviously, it wasn't good letting them off their own goal line. But uh, at the same time, you know, having the fight and, and the want, you know, to hold them and held them to a field goal there. And I, I thought that really was a changing, you know, moment for the team and, and really that game. Another adverse situation was you lose your starting quarterback in Daniel Richardson early on in that third quarter when you know you're going to need to score points and come back in that game. Ty Brock thrust into uh, the quarterback position, a guy that transfers in with, with COVID and with spring ball being limited. Uh, I I think, Coach, he's, he's still getting adjusted to your offense and just being in Mount Pleasant. But he seemed to look pretty comfortable, went out there and managed the game and obviously led your team back. What did you think of his performance last Friday? No, I thought it was great. And, and you know, I thought the way the team rallied around him as well, um, I thought it was really good. Uh, you know, I, I really felt, you know, the offensive line you know, made a decision to, to dominate the, the, you know, the line of scrimmage. And, uh, you know, both running backs, Quit kind of picking and trying to hit home runs, but rather just picking their foot and, and going north and south. And, and you know, I felt that was really good. Um, and, you know, not abandoning what we were able to do. I think, you know, I thought the offensive staff and, and Charlie did a really good job of, of staying with the plan, uh, you know, as far as, as what we were able to accomplish. And got a couple of explosives in the run game, which, which was uh, much needed, and and, uh, and then some other guys, you know, stepped up. I thought Drayton Law really stepped up in this game as well, and and uh, you know there were there was some good play out of out of a lot of the different position groups, and more than anything, you know, for me, kind of with those tight ends, uh, those guys did a great job at the line of scrimmage as well. Yeah, some great performances, Kobe Lewis and Lou Nichols each going for 100-plus and having runs over 30-plus yards. Drayton Law, as Coach mentioned, three catches, 26 yards. We'll talk more about the running backs and uh, the de- the defensive part of that game as the chip was adjusted, made some huge plays down the stretch late in that fourth quarter to preserve a 31-23 come-from-behind victory against Eastern Michigan. We'll have Coach McElwain back with us when we come back on the Chippewa Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by Fabiano Brothers, proud distributors of Bud and Bud Light. What a great win for Central Michigan last Friday as they come from behind and take down one of their in-state foes, Eastern Michigan, 31-23. Adam Jackson, Jim McElwain back on the Coach Mac Show. Reminder, game has been moved up Saturday, it's no longer at 5.30. Central Michigan will host Ball State at 2 o'clock, which means our pregame on the affiliates starts at 1. Well, Coach, we talked a lot about the comeback, and I wanted to get into some of the individual play from that game last Friday, and specifically you mentioned it. Your offensive line stepped up and provided some holes for Kobe Lewis and Lou Nichols. He goes for a career-high 196 yards on 29 carries, got in the end zone twice, once on fourth down, and then Kobe Lewis as well. He goes over 100 yards. What can you say about your backs and the way that they were able to run the football in that second half? 
Well, just those two guys, they just complement each other so well. And, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, reminiscent of a year ago when you have those guys, you know, that can stay fresh, uh, stay strong. And I think it really shows when you get into the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, we've been, we've been able to run the ball, you know, to win at the end of game. And uh, I think that's a credit, obviously, to the, the offensive line who, you know, let, let's call it the way it is. They, they played 96 snaps, uh, those five guys. Um, and to do that, uh, you know, in a college football game and, and take that many reps and the way they played, uh, you know what, my hat's off to them. And, uh, you know, those, those backs, will, that'll be the first thing they'll tell you. You know, however, I think our backs got stronger as the game went on as well, uh, which, which was really good. I thought... You know, Lou uh, was obviously down, you know, fumbling like he did going in, uh, uh, you know, there early in the game. And, and you know, he, he, he had a real fire and a burn in his, in, in his, in his demeanor, and, and he was out to prove something. And I think he really did there, uh, especially towards the end of that game. You know, Coach, Brock, uh, throughout the game, he's watched so much Central Michigan football and been around this program for so long. He was saying he thinks Kobe Lewis and Lou Nichols may be one of the best, if not the best, one-two punches CMU has ever had in the backfield. How much of a luxury is it to have two guys with that type of size and, as you mentioned, guys that can get stronger as a game goes on? Yeah. No, I think it's invaluable. And... uh... You know, I just, I, I, you know, go back. I, I just I had a really good feeling about that, that position group uh, going into the season. And, uh, you know, they certainly haven't disappointed. And, you know, they, again, the way that not only they complement each other, but they know they can give everything they have, still get a break and be able to get back in there. Uh, I think that's so important uh, to know. And, uh, you know, we're doing a great job, I think, in the rotation there. Um, and, you know, I, I was so happy for Kobe, you know, breaking out right there at the end, kind of putting a nail in it. I uh, thought that was uh, fantastic and, and a great run. But, you know, for those two guys, uh, you know, it, it gives the defense uh, a lot to think about because, uh, you know, you're getting a guy that, that obviously is coming in and, hitting it fresh and, and uh, you know there's 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 something to that 196 on the ground for Lou Nichols and two touchdowns Kobe Lewis goes over 100 as well with 106 he got in the end zone you mentioned the running backs you felt confident about that position group going in I think one position group you didn't know about because it's young is yeah. your new kicker Ryan Tice of course has to yeah. get replaced and here comes Marshall Meter, a guy that you're hoping can step in. He's a true freshman. And, Coach, he knocks in a 51-yarder on Friday, 29-yarder. And then with the pressure on, 2-12 to go, he puts in uh, the game-winning kick uh, from 29 yards out as well. 3-for-3. Three three. He's now started 5-for-5 five five on the year. How about the way the freshman has stepped up for you with the field goal kicking? No, I mean, got a fantastic job. and. You know, I think it was great having him on the show here, uh, what, a couple weeks ago, uh, both he and Luke. And, and uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of interesting. I, I, I think sometimes uh, being young and 
you know, being a true freshman like, like Marshall is, you know, I'm, I'm not sure he lets anything get to him. You know, mm-hmm. it's like uh, it, 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 the moment is not too big is, is what I'm getting at. And I think sometimes being young, yeah, you don't really think about it. Just go out there and do my job and that's kick the ball through the uprights. And he's certainly done that. And, you know, let's not forget, you know, breaking in a brand-new holder, too. And, uh, you know, in, in Mark Petrito, who's done a great job, in fact, got one of those down, uh, you know, wasn't a great snap, got it down, and, and we were able to put it through. So, um, you know, I, <laughs> it's kind of cool just looking at him, and he just looks you in the eye and says, yeah, I'll go kick it, you know, and, and you feel good about that. Yeah, what's what's the decision process for you? Because obviously that was the first time we, we saw him kick from 51 yards. When it's kind of in that, you know, 50 to 55 range, if that happens again, is that something where you go and ask him, hey, can you make this? Or do you have an idea of what his range is going into these games? Well, you know, Coach Murphy, we get, uh, you know, where's the kick line, you know, on, on either side uh, throughout the game. And, uh, you know, we feel very comfortable, you know, making it from those different kick lines. And uh, so that has something to do with it. And then also, based on your analytics, you know, you might be in that in that range where, you know, in that particular case, you know, the, the kick line was, was going to be right around the 30. And, uh, you know, the, the go for it uh, might have been like a, fourth and sixth and I, I don't know whether we were like fourth and eight or something in that area so you felt like okay um, this is our best chance to put points on the board so that that has a lot to do with it and going in like I said we, we've got a pretty good beat on where that kick line's going to be uh, what part of the field he kicks the best from you know um, be it right hash middle left you know those types of things and and uh so, you, you, you know, all those things factor in, but at the end of the day, you know, you just have confidence he's going to go bang it home, and sure enough, he does. And he certainly has five for five so far. Chippewa's take down the Eagles 31-23 to last Friday in Ypsilanti. Last thing on Eastern Michigan, Coach, uh, defensive adjustments. You can certainly tell they watched the tape yeah. against Western Michigan. They tried to come out, ran a lot of RPO, had some success throughout that game. But when it mattered and late in that fourth quarter, your defense started to shut that down, got three late turnovers, a couple interceptions. What were the adjustments that you and Coach Aiken yeah. and the rest of the staff helped make to, to make sure you could shut down their offense? Well, you know, it was obviously they did a good job of watching the film and took advantage of some things, did a couple things, you know, that they hadn't showed a bunch of. And, uh you know, I think what the best thing that happened is, is uh, their quarterback was comfortable. He was throwing on rhythm off those RPOs. And the secondary adjustments that we did that may have looked like the RPO was going to be there, but then there was going to be another jersey, you know, in that area, forced him to hesitate a little bit, which then he had to pull it back. And uh, that's when we actually got a little bit of pressure on him. And... Uh, you know, made him uncomfortable, you know, and, and it wasn't just, you know, like throwing throwing on air. And uh, so I think really that those adjustments came from the secondary. And more than anything, uh, those secondary guys actually did a good job of, of when they were supposed to reroute, they rerouted. Where a couple times early, 
you know, we weren't rerouting those, those uh, you know, free-run routes. And uh, so I think, uh, you know, credit not only the adjustments uh, from the defensive staff, but then the players themselves just going and execute. Yeah, it was fun to watch. Uh, and, again, those three straight turnovers forced by the Chippewa defense helped Central Michigan seal that one late on the road. Chippewas win the day after Thanksgiving 31-23 to and now are 3-1 and and set up a huge matchup against the 3-1 and Ball State Cardinals. We'll talk about the Cardinals to finish out the show, but coming up next we've got a couple of student athletes that'll join us. We'll have Tico Brown and Willie Reed, each uh, one of those guys joining us over the next two segments before we get into Ball State. So we'll continue talking with uh, those two as we come back on the Chippewa Sports Network from Learfield College, presented by Fabiano Brothers, proud distributors of Bud and Bud Light. Happy Thursday evening to you. Appreciate you stopping in on the Coach Mack Show. Adam Jackson with you. John Essick is our engineer. We've got Jim McElwain here and Coach Tico Brown from the defensive line here as well. Yeah, Tico, yes, how are you tonight, man? You doing okay? I'm doing pretty good, Coach. How are you? No, doing fantastic, buddy. I appreciate you taking the time. And, and uh, you know, more than anything, I tell you what, you, you guys uh, you guys are having to take a lot of reps on that D-line. Tell me how it felt after that last game for you guys uh, getting that win. Oh, it was a great feeling. Uh, just towards the end of the game, we, we, we started finding a way to uh, – come out on top and uh i just i really feel like we never give up and those were some key plays during the game but no matter how many reps we got to take we're going to get it done we're going to try our best to get our job done that's right and and, uh you know sometimes a thankless job at the d-line because you're really taking on blockers so other guys can make plays Tell me about how you kind of uh, work through that and maybe some of the things that, that goes through your mind pre-snap, uh, you know, before the play goes on. Yeah, that is that, that's part of the job description when you're on the interior D-line. It's not show's not always about you. Sometimes the plays aren't for you to make. Um, but you know you're doing a job that matters because maybe you might not be able to make that play, but your, guy, your teammate is going to be able to make that play right next to you, so... Everybody gets their chance, but it's not it's not all always about making that play. That's right. I think I think one thing we've learned uh, really is is being able to play defense is really trusting your teammates, and it it truly is a, a team thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big team thing. It's all it's all about everybody doing their job. It, that counts because if one guy messes up, then that could just blow everything. That's right. So, Tico, tell me a little bit. I know you're from Indiana. Tell me about uh, your kind of journey here to Mount Pleasant in Central Michigan. How'd that all come about? Yes, sir. Um, I'm from uh, Kokomo, Indiana, um, kind of central Indiana. Born there. I uh, grew up there until my freshman year of high school, and then I moved to Fort Wayne and went to Homestead and kind of closer, uh, closer up north. And uh, I wasn't heavily recruited throughout high school, but I had some offers, and I had MAC offers, got some Big Ten looks. But um, I I just fell in love with Central. I I really enjoyed my time up here, coming up here and visiting. I I enjoyed the culture of of, uh, Central Michigan football and how everything goes around here. And I just fell in love with it, so I, I decided to call this place home. 
how uh, how long a drive is that when you go back home, Pico? How how far is that for you? Uh, it's about three hours, even almost three hours and some change, depending on traffic. Gotcha. Do you uh, having uh, you know your freshman year there in Kokomo? Do you ever get back down there and see any of your buddies, or is it mo- mostly going back to Fort Wayne? Oh yeah, I I, uh, I go back down there. My family, most of my family lives there, so I'm I'm down there often. Um, go try to see them, and uh, I go to Fort Wayne. I'm all I'm I'm in Fort Wayne a lot. Go back there and hang out with all my friends. I see a lot of see a lot of guys out here in the MAC from uh from my hometown. So it's pretty cool to be able to do that. Yeah, so kind of interesting. Obviously, this school year uh, has been a little bit different for all of us. Um, tell me how you've adapted, kind of taking those classes that you had to take online and and with the hyperflex and all that kind of stuff. How did that work out for you? Oh, it was for sure. It was for sure a change. Um, in the beginning, I found it a little rough, you know, just trying to adapt and adjust to uh, not going to class and trying to learn through a computer screen. That's always the kind of difficult depending on who you are and how you learn but you know as it, as the semester went on you just kind of learn to take it and uh just learn how to do school through online and uh, it's it's it was hard in the beginning but it's become easier over time sure now uh this week in practice kind of unique a little bit but uh you know, now that most all the finals are done and all that kind of stuff, but uh, tell me about the week of practice with you guys on defense. How's it been going? Uh, this week's pretty nice. Um, as you said, with semesters over, so kind of get just get to focus on football and what we got ahead of us in that area. But um, you know, just this week we've been trying to <clears throat> make corrections on what we our mistakes last week, what we learned from after watching that film, and just get better and just work hard so we can be prepared for this week coming up game. What what have been some of the kind of key points uh, for you guys on the D line uh, going against this uh, Ball State team? Um, we've had a lot of a lot of pressures that we've been putting in to try to get a little bit more pressure on the um on the quarterback this week make him uncomfortable back there trying to get him moved around sure. and uh we, we focus on the run a lot too um uh we like to pride ourselves here on uh in our d-line room of stopping the run so that's really key for us yeah it's definitely going to be against these guys and you know obviously uh they've probably had this game circled a little bit on their calendar don't you think for sure, after last year's performance, uh, never forget that game. But uh, they probably for sure have us circled. Yeah, well, good, man. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time and, and uh, looking forward to obviously see, see you play because there's not a guy that plays as hard as you do on every snap you're out there, man, and I really appreciate it. So uh, looking forward to it and, and appreciate you taking the time to come on the show, bud. No problem, Coach. Thank you. All right, man. You be good. We'll do. All right, that's Tico Brown off the defensive line. We'll come back and we'll have Willie Reed. Had a big interception in that game last week against Eastern Michigan that the Chippewas won 
31-23. And then we'll close out the show talking a little Ball State CMU. Preview that upcoming matchup on Saturday. Stay with us. It's the Coach Mac Show on the Chippewa Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by Fabiano Brothers, proud distributors of Bud and Bud Light. We continue on the Coach Max show with Jim McElwain, Adam Jackson, and now the turnover machine, a guy that's uh, recovered a couple of fumbles, forced to fumble, and how about that first interception last Friday? Coach, we got Willie Reed with us. Yeah, no, it's great to have Willie. Willie, tell me how you're doing tonight, bud. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm having a good night, Coach. I'm doing great. Good, good, good. Well, you know, Willie's obviously another one of these guys that, that comes from that uh, great program down there in Detroit. And, uh, Willie, tell us a little bit about your high school and your experience in, in uh, you know, before you got here to Central. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I was at Cass Tech. And that did, did, now, now, hold on now. Did you hear how he said that, Adam? Cass Tech. Now, those guys say it with passion and pride. I love it. So Absolutely. Keep going, Willie. Hey, they give us a hard time here being from Cass Tech, by the way. <laughs> well, you just show them that state title oh, ring yeah. that you won. Yeah, I kind of I kind of try to speak on it a lot because they try to give me a hard time, so I always <laughs> got to remind them about that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, so it's your high school career, just you know, coming from a place that, that wins like you did. Tell me about how that was uh, there at Cass Tech. Yeah, so kind of for me at Cass, it kind of reminded me. It was kind of similar to like my freshman year at college. Like when I first got to Cass, it was a lot of good talent there, and you know, coming from middle school, like I was never around like so much talent. So, kind of being there, it showed you a lot. Like it made you want to work harder and get better. And that's something I kind of tried to do every year, like playing football, was try to just keep getting better in some type of way. And that started at Cass. Like, I felt myself getting better as I got older and mature. And um, I think that's the biggest thing about going to Cass Tech. Like, that helped me as a football player, like, to just learn how to work and learn how, learn how to get better. And I tried to carry that over with me, carry that over with me to college. So that was something. Yeah, well, I tell you what, it's showing on the field the way you're playing, but in uh... – I love I love your energy and and uh, not only that but the, but the things on special teams you know you're not only playing a ton on defense but obviously the importance of special teams as well. Tell me about kind of your mindset on that on that special team part before we get into the defense. Yeah, so the thing about me with special teams is when I first like you said at Cass Tech, I played that was the first thing I played there with special teams when I first started playing there. And that was my way to getting on the field. So I tried to be good at it and I ended up being pretty good at it. So I like special teams, like trying to help out the team on any special team, that's fine with me. I try to take pride in it and you know, try to play fast and play hard because I know that's gonna help the team. That's right. So, you know, going to the last game uh kind of how did it feel after that game, kind of, you know, with the team and, and yourself? Kind of tell me kind of emotionally where you were at a little bit after that last game. Yeah, that's what I was going to speak on first was the emotion. You know, it was kind of, you know, it was just like it, the game gave us a different feel. You know, we started off pretty slow, and we was just trying to, you know, pick each other up throughout the whole game. Like, you know, positive self-talk, motivating each other and just, trying and the one thing is that we always had faith in each other like 
we weren't really looking at the scoreboard. We was just waiting to make something happen. And it's like, that's all we was just waiting to make something happen to give the team a spark. So it was a lot of emotion, you know, like, it's kind of like we weren't really down, but the energy wasn't really there. And then, you know, like with the injury with D. Rich, that kind of had us even more emotional. So that made guys even more, we wanted to make a play. Like we wanted to give the team something to be excited about, you know, bring some motivation. And that was the biggest thing. Like we just, we just, we just wanted to make a play to, uh, you know, boost the team up some. Sure. And I tell you, you've done a great job of that on defense. I, I, I just love when you guys tell me we got you, coach. It makes me happy as heck. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like what, what, I kind of uh, like that. <laughs> I kinda, <laughs> that's kind of silly. Like, uh, you know, like football games is tough. Like it's always gonna be tough, but. We try to always say it like we good, like we got you. We gonna be good, and we actually really believe that. So when we actually start to make the plays and things start changing, it's like, you know, there it go, because that's what we expect and that's what we actually believe. So it's kind of silly that we always do say that, like we got you. <laughs> <laughs> I I, it, I tell you this, it makes me happy because I know you guys are gonna go out and do everything you can to, to you know, win the next play, and that's really what it's all about. So yes. you know. Huge turning point in that game, obviously, was the interception that you had. Kind of take us through that play a little bit and uh, kind of how that worked for you. Well, it's kind of silly because uh, I talked about this play a lot because, you know, that was my first interception, of course. But like I said, right before that play was when uh, the Rich had got hurt. So in our defensive huddle going back on the field, you know, we were just talking like, you know, like, this it right here, like, it's time. Like, it's really time, you know. He was turning the point in the game. We were kind of emotional about the situation. And then Coach Aki was telling us, like, you know, use that as fuel. Like, let's make something happen. Let's make a play. And that same drive is when I caught the interception. And that was already emotional drive to begin with. So making that play was just like a huge sign of relief and, like, you know, like a lot of excitement because I felt like I helped the team. And that's, that's what I wanted to do anyway. So that was the biggest thing with yeah, that Yeah, and play. I think – Huge turning point, obviously, for us at that point, you know, just coming off that fumble and obviously D. Rich going down. And yeah. and then, you know, really from then on, really changed the whole field position of the game as well. I mean, it was fantastic. You, uh, when you were, when you caught it, all right, I got to bust <laughs> your chops a little bit about what, you know, you, you can't think you can't just go finish in the end zone. Give me, give me that. Give me that a little bit, kind of what was going through your mind as you were rolling back to the end zone. Yeah. Um, so I was rolling back. A couple guys got up me. They're like, oh, I don't think you wanted to score. I'm like, yeah, I did. You know, I seen a lot of <laughs> I seen a lot of green grass when I first caught the ball, so I tried to just go up the sideline. Um, the guys made a few blocks, but I was hoping they got that quarterback because I know I would have scored if they got the quarterback. <laughs> That's right. So, you but, know, yeah. there's, there's – It'd be like the kick returner getting tackled by a kicker. You got tackled by a quarterback. So don't ever forget that. That's why. All right. In my head, I'm like, dang, man. I feel like I should have did something. I suppose the guy in the end zone. I wish I would have. Oh, man. It's all right. I love it. I love it. So going into this week, uh, you know, tell me about the week of practice and and how you think it's been going and, and, uh, Tell me how that part's been as far as preparation. Yeah, so this week we just tried to, um, you know, like, 
like you said, I've just kind of been thinking about the game with, that we had against Ball State last year and a couple of other guys on defense that, that played in that game also. And we've been talking about this week a lot. Like, we're excited about it. And, you know, this whole week we've been focusing on really just doing our jobs every, like, every play, taking it one play at a time and making sure we do our jobs every play. And we know that's going to be the key to us playing great on defense. It's playing fast, doing our jobs, having good eyes, and that's going to help us have a good performance. And that's been the biggest thing this week because the game last year, and I watched the film again myself, you know, like, that's Ball State, a pretty good team. And, you know, we were able to win the game last year, but that was a close game. And we want to have a better performance this year. Start off great. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, you know, and I tell you what, I think, you know, what you guys have done in practice this week, you put uh, a lot of work into it and, and uh, studying the film. And, you know, we're excited about uh, getting out there and playing again. And, and uh, as always, man, I I get excited seeing you when you take the field, man. You, you really enjoy playing this game of football, don't you? Yeah, I really love it, Coach. I really do. Uh, I try to have fun with it every day. And the biggest thing is the team really like. You know, just being here with this good group of guys, like, it makes everything better. Like, you know, it's fun, you know. So, I have fun doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I've said from the get-go. It's a great group to be around and really a group that's earned my trust. Something we talked about this week uh, yes, leading up to this game. And, and uh, you know what? I'm excited to see you go out there and play again, Willie. Can't wait, Coach. Can't wait. All right, buddy. Appreciate you taking the time, and uh, make sure you get something to eat now. Yeah, I'm going to make sure I kind of stuff up tonight, Coach. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. You be good. (laughs) Thanks, Willie. All right, Coach. I'll see you later. All right. All right, that's Willie Reed. Big interception for Central Michigan last week, talking about Chippewas want to start faster and put together a complete performance against Ball State. We'll talk about that game coming up. Final couple of minutes is next with Jim McElwain as we preview the battle with the Cardinals at Kelly Short Stadium Saturday at 2. It's the Chippewa Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, presented by Fabiano Brothers, proud distributors of Bud and Bud Light. All right, we wrap it up here on the Coach Mack Show, talking Ball State Central Michigan, 2 o'clock on Saturday here in Mount Pleasant, the Chippewas and Cardinals a rematch after what a game we had last year. CMU down 17, came back to win a wild one that produced 89 total points. CMU squad won 45-44 to 44 in Muncie. And, Coach, you mentioned it earlier, but certainly Mike News' squad, and I'm sure they have this one circled uh, on their schedule. They had a lot of games circled where they had close losses last year, and they're finding a way to, to put those in the win column in the close department this year. Tell us a little bit about that squad and what you expect from Ball State on Saturday. Well, I, I tell you what, I've got a ton of respect for Mike and in, in what he's done uh, with that program. Um, you know, I really think uh, he's done an outstanding job of, of recruiting and, and getting guys to play to the system. And, you know, they're sound in everything they do and, and – uh, you know, sometimes when you're going against teams, you, you try to find some things maybe that that you can kind of attack, uh, you know, based on, some, you know, whether it's mis- mismatches, whatever that might be. Uh, this is a case where these guys are really well coached, fundamentally sound. Uh, they do a great job of keeping you off balance uh, with, their, uh, with their off 
way they use not only the run and the play action, the RPO piece, all the different things that go along with it. I think he does a really good job of packaging uh, what they do and, and, you know, getting it in the ball, getting the, the ball in the hands of the guys that can make plays. He really does a good job of that. And defensively, they have come now a little bit different this year. Uh, you know, some unique pressures. You know, we've got to be able to make sure we handle their corner blitzes and, and some of the things that, that kind of get them out of trouble uh, with their defense. So uh, we got, we, we've got, this is going to be a heck of a game. I've told our guys, you know, th- this is as good a team as, as we're going to play. And uh, a team that's going to come in here with uh, something to prove. You mentioned it with Tico Brown, uh, Drew Plitt. you got to find a way to, to get pressure on him and, and then stop the run because Caleb Huntley ha- has been so good there for what seems like years down in Muncie. Yeah. Is that the main thing you're looking at defensively is just try and get in the backfield, whether it's a run play or, or a pass play, to try and slow down that RPO attack from the Cardinals? Well, the, the big thing is we need to get them off schedule. Uh, what does that mean? We need to win you know, first down, first of all. And we need to get them in uncomfortable downs. We don't, you know, we don't want to get them in those 50-50 downs. And uh, you know, those are the things that we need to do uh, to to rattle this quarterback a little bit, make him uncomfortable. And that's something that we've really, really talked about this week. And and you know, being gap bound. I mean, they do a great job in the run game now. They do a great job of cutting the backside on the outside zone. They run really good counters and and keep it in the A-gap, so we've got to be sound with our fit uh, so we don't give up those explosives on, on some of those runs. Well, we're looking forward to it, Coach. It was a great game last year. Hoping your chip-wise can pull it out again this year. Ball State, Central Michigan, 2 o'clock at Kelly Short Stadium on Saturday. Best of luck, Coach Mack. Yep. Yeah, really looking forward to it. The only thing that would have made this day better is if we were at Hunter Ale House right now enjoying a Bud and Bud Light from Fabiano Brothers. But you know what? Next best thing, we might just have to do it next year. How's that? Absolutely. We will do that, and we will enjoy the Chippewa football game on Saturday. 2 o'clock pregame starts at 1. Have a great night.